Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lynn Auntie Podcast. Uh, we do this every Tuesday, as you guys know, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the mission of the Lit Auntie is to change the way women view fulfillment. We prioritize passion-filled living over romantic love obsession. So every Tuesday when we get together, likely on Clubhouse, if I'm not slacking, um, we get together and we discuss intersectional topics, things that have to do with our mission um, and to further that. So today, the topic's kind of cool, a little different from what we've been discussing recently because recently I've been taking advantage of of a lot of the um, public romantic downfalls. We should talk about Courtney though. We should. That's going to be next week. That's going to be next week now that I think about that. But anyway, um, been taking advantage of some of the public topics to kind of get my lit auntie opinion off. Um, but now today I wanted to talk about something when we put it up, I called it passion filled living here. Cause I didn't feel like typing out the entire title that I wrote on Instagram, but, um, I think the, hey, I'm a boo. The, um, the topic for today is in line with what does your passion filled life look like? And really, this is in response to the whole um, team no sleep, hustle hard, um, rest is for the weak type of people. This is a conversation for them, right? Like, because whenever I say passion-filled living, it falls into a category of buzzwords that people are like, yeah, I want to live this life, so I have to work super hard and, you know, kill myself just to... Um, get something like get to some passion and a lot of times oftentimes people don't even know what their passion filled life looks like so I just kind of wanted to get into that nuance talk about a few examples and then you know go wherever the conversation goes if at all and as usual if for any reason at any time any of you want to get up here and um, join in, ask a question, drop a comment. Um, at any time, you can do that. You're not going to throw me off because guess what? I got my points written down or whatever. Um, but most times, I understand. I actually love it too. Um, you know, people like to come in and enjoy it podcast style. And I have a good podcast voice if I do say so myself. All right. So if you'd like to just chill and listen to the points that you know, I wanted to get off about this topic. Totally fine. But just know at any time, the floor is yours. So anyway, back to this like buzzword situation, passion filled living, you know, um, hustling hard, things like that. The first point I really wanted to talk about is like, um, knowing what your passion filled life looks like. So a lot of times I see like these memes going around, like, um, something in some substance or to the effect of, if you're chilling right now, then that's why you're losing, you know, like there's always this narrative in this conversation that you have to be constantly grinding and monetizing everything that you do in order to be successful. And the funny part about all of that is like, I, although I do try, I do whatever, I'm, I'm gonna put that to the side. My point is the funny thing about that is, I don't even dream of money. I don't care about money. I have a passion for life, which I'll get to in a second, you know, dreams and all of that stuff. But like the reason why I go after money is because it is required for the life I want to live. 
But if I could effortlessly make the life that I want happen without paying for it, I wouldn't care about money. And here's why I bring up that distinction. Because a lot of people might be like, yeah, I feel the same way. Like, totally. Not true. You know, they think that, but they don't. Why? One, obviously, because of how we're socialized. But mainly, um, a lot of people feel insecure without money. And I'm not just talking about, like, food insecurity. Like, you know, feeling like you can't survive. Like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, like, thriving. Um, And people feel like if they don't have a certain level of um, access to money, that they can't possibly be happy. And I understand that. I'm not judging that. Um, I think, again, in order to support a passion-filled lifestyle for people, I need to be open to everybody's idea of passion-filled living. So if that's what you want to do, go ahead, you know? But today's conversation is focused more so on other versions. I My passion-filled life is centered around rest and sleeping and doing what I want when I want. When the, Literally, I want to be able to move when the energy strikes. And no sooner, no sooner. Like I, if I wake up and I feel a gust of energy to get like 30 things done, I want to do it. But if I wake up tomorrow and the next day 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 and I don't feel like doing nothing, I don't want to have to do it. And I don't want to feel judged for it. I want people to mind their own business. And I want to do what I want. If I want to sit here and watch Netflix all day, let me do that. Why are we judging each other? And that's kind of the basis of the conversation I wanted to have. So those are kind of two opposite lifestyles um, that I just described. But I think there are others. And I wanted to talk about that because we, again, we only as a society glorify the hustling and the money making and, and like we can't do anything unless we're also monetizing it. Like one thing that kind of stresses me out is when people are like, oh, you spend your time on social media all day, but do you monetize it? Like, um, if you're basically, if you're not making money off of social media, then you are the product, right? Sure. Yes, that, that is true. (laughs) We are the product. I don't necessarily mind right now, you know? I mean, and yes, I do monetize social media from the little auntie aspect, but I still have my personal page that I will sit there and be marketed to. Okay, I have a statistic. All of my habits are being stolen through, you know, whatever big brother situation is going on. Um, But why why y'all bad? Like, just let me do what I want. If that's part of my passion for living, that's what I want to do. And that's why I wanted to have this room to talk to talk about different ideas of what your passion filled life could look like. Another thing we we talk about people who like are nomads like. But that's like a real thing. For example, my dad. My dad is legit a nomad. Like kind of first world nomad, but nomad nonetheless. Like this man has not had an address since I've been alive. I'm being being serious. He's never had an address. Like I can't mail anything to him. I don't know where he lives. Um, And no... The fact that I don't know where he lives is not the basis for me saying he doesn't have an address because he could just be keeping that from me. No, I've been out. He spends most of his time in Cali. I've been out there 
he doesn't live anywhere. Like, he just be rolling around. He drives his little G-Wagon. He has his friends and different family members because he spent most of his adult life in California. Um, after he graduated, he came from Trinidad um, and in, like, high schoolish. spent some time here. His, his mom and everybody was here in New York. Um, but then he, after he graduated, um, and I think he might have done, like, a year of some kind of community college. But after that, he took off and went straight to Cali, you know, saw it on TV and was like, I'm just going to go. Like, talk about passion-filled living. And, of course, things have their ups and their downs and their pros and their cons. But, I mean, literally, this man is dope. Like, he just he just was like, oh, I saw this place on TV and I want to go. And he went. That's not for everybody. I'm not saying everybody should do it. Just like I'm not saying everybody should be this, like, mogul who's, like, monetizing every single aspect of their life. There's different things for different people. The point of bringing this conversation up is to identify that and um, encourage people to sit down, step away from what we're being socialized to do, sit down with yourself often, and think about the things, not even think about, like pay attention to the things that really bring you joy. Practice moving in a way that... um demonstrates your ownership outside of you just being led by society meaning do more of what you feel like doing and 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 a fun way to do that is if you get the urge to do something outside of hurting someone else or taking over someone else's autonomy but if you get the urge to do something and then you immediately get a thought like oh my god I might be judged because of x I am demanding that you dismiss that thought and you do it anyway. I'm being serious. I'm being really serious because that's the only way we start to break the chains of living a life that others want us to do and we begin to live the lives that we want to live. So I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to sit with yourself and constantly think think about these things um, and follow your passions. Uh, this is directly in line with our mission of, you know, deprioritizing romantic love obsession and instead prioritizing passion-filled living because that's the number one space they're going to get you. Marriage, um, relationships, love, that's all an economic feature of the world. And um, it helps to build wealth in America generally. And so um, that's why society's real focused on ensuring that they socialize us in a certain kind of way in that direction in fact and um you know of course they make a lot of money doing it so there's still a lot of incentive regardless so it's hard to really unlearn those things and that's what we're here to do so really those are the only points I wanted to get off on this topic I just I feel like it's not spoken out, uh, spoken about enough I feel like people don't discuss the various, you know, ways that you can live your life. We had a, a woman in the room um, way back, probably before the podcast, definitely before the podcast, um, one of my favorite little aunties. And she came in the room and she was just talking about like her, like she's like in her 50s. And she was just talking about how much she has lived 
like just moving without a care in the world, traveling all over the place. And it doesn't necessarily have to be luxurious traveling. Although for her, I think it was, you know, she had like some remote job and um, she could work from wherever. So she really was wherever, like wherever, wherever. So my point is figure out what you want to do. Don't just start doing things because you want to be accepted and then follow your passions, follow those things. Don't feel like you need to do um, other things just because um, you don't want to be judged. So that is the crux of what I wanted to say on this topic tonight, passion-filled living. What does your passion-filled life look like? Um, some It's almost always going to be scary, especially if you're unlearning something, but I encourage you to do it. And if and when you decide to start doing it, um, DM me, let me know. Uh, hit me up. I want to hear about it. Maybe talk about it on the blog, all those things. Um, but until then, really, um, let me know what you guys are thinking. As I stated before, I think we're going to meet. Yay. Hi, I'm a- <laughs> Yay. Hey, girl. Wait, did you mean to raise your hand? Oh, yeah, you hey, did. I'm driving. I was listening, but I'm driving. So sorry if there's noise. How no, you doing? It is okay. Hold on. Let me make sure I can... What's hold on? Oh, good. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I was making sure I could put. I I was making sure my microphone was picking you up. But anyway, what's up, girl? Hey, hey. I was thinking as you were talking. I was like, this is a a good topic. Not that it's not always a good top discussion (laughs) to have, but I've been seeing a lot lately. Um, and I don't know if it's more on social media than it is real life, but I've been seeing all of these memes like this generation is like, yeah, I'm not about to kill me or this job not about to kill me yes. Or, yes. or hearing about how people have been, you know, the, uh, quitting rather than going back to the office after being, you know, remote for the last year and a half. So I've been like seeing that a lot um, on my timeline. I do know a few people personally that like are not working right now for different reasons some of them you know by choice some of them not by choice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but just this whole kind of like idea that um i have options even if i don't have options right now in front of me like people are a little it seems to me opening up to this idea of stepping away from what their norm was um you know for the last few years or a decade even so myself i i um I don't know if it's temporary, but I stepped away from the classroom. I was a science Oh, wow. For over a decade, yep. And How are you feeling? Um, it's, it's a lot that comes with it. So one of the things that I wasn't necessarily prepared for was the grief. Like, yeah. I felt like I knew changes, you know, come with discomfort and things like that, but I didn't specifically think about the grieving period mm-hmm. um so that was interesting i was like wow even though i made what is the right decision for me there's still some sadness um that i'm processing that comes along with this decision so that was interesting um and then just like working through identity and imposter syndrome in terms of the new field that i'm stepper stepping into um those are some of the challenges but on the flip side i feel very at peace. I feel, um, I consistently feel like proud of myself 
to just come into a point where it was like I'm putting me first for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know that work and day to day comes with it with its set of challenges, but it got to the point for me where I felt like, um, on average, I felt more unhappy <laughs> with what I was doing. Yeah. Than I, than I did, you know, happy or fulfilled. So, um, yeah, just at this point in life, I just can't do anything that is, you know, has more cons than pros. Period. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a journey, but I'm excited at the same time, and um, I'm just welcoming whatever is supposed to be falling into my lap right about now. Hey, man, you know, and Sunny. Hold on, why am I recording? Hold on, I'm going to try to mute you and see if that stops the echo. Hold on. I'm going to mute myself too for a second. I got you. There we go. Yeah, I think that was causing the echo, which I don't know. But anyway, I think, um, okay, Sunny, you wanted to, uh, I, see, I see you join the stage. I'm going to make one. Yeah. Sorry? Sunny, Sunny, Sunny. Yes. So I'm going to make one comment and then I'll turn to you for um your comment, okay? Yeah, no problem. Okay. So I'll mute you real quick cuz it might make me echo. Hold on. So just the one point before we get to Sunny's point, um that I wanted to mention is that it it's a very interesting um point. It's a very interesting point in regards to the um, grief aspect because whenever that that's a real one, maybe that's another room too, or I can just drop it right now, which is when we talk about passion filled living, follow your passions, follow your dreams, all the buzzwords. Um, it is hard or easy to forget to mention the grief aspect of transitional periods, the, the fear Um, it's not as easy as we're saying of like, just jump on it and go and do something like we are humans on earth having a full human experience and the full human experience is not one emotion. It's all the emotions. So whenever you're going through any kind of transitional phase, there's going to be pain, but it's worth it. In fact, it's necessary. And so um, I hate, I hate it. I, you know, the grief ain't the greatest. Even though, listen, the grief, sadness, anger, all those parts, it makes the joy that much better. Because if you don't, obviously, as we know, if you don't know how low it can get, if you've never felt how bad it can get, then when you see how good it can get, you're not really going to appreciate it because there's nothing really to compare it to. So that's the point I, I wanted to make. Um, I'll go ahead and unmute you now, Sunny. Actually, I don't know why it's not unmuting you. Oh, there you go. What's up? I, but, uh, nothing but I was just uh, hearing what you said before. I'm sorry? I was just listening what you were speaking. Okay. I saw you raise your hand to come up on stage. Did you have something that you okay, wanted to... I was eagerly waiting to talk about... Uh, I just went through your profile and all. I just seen your profile. You're... So I was just wondering, like, uh, your words are, like, a little bit motivating. Oh, thank you. Yes. Hope so. Yeah. Here to... So I was just 
like even I heard about like Amatolic uh, Amma was talking to. So your words are a little like uh, motivating and all, but end of the day, I'm happy about it. At least I met beautiful people like you. All right. Lampy. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Um. I'm from India, and uh, I'm very happy. At least uh, a word of mouth can change someone's life. That's right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Word of mouth. Yep. Uh, motivation. Um, powerful words. Words have power. I totally agree, Sunny. Yeah. Thank you for coming up and saying that. Yeah, I'm very happy about it. Great, great, great. But yeah, that's the. These are really the points that I wanted to um, express um, while trying to talk about this topic. I don't really have any more points that I wanted to make. Um, and if anybody else has any more point points that they wanted to make, feel free to come on up and say them. But if not, I think we've covered it, and we can end the room. So again, next week we're gonna have the con- we're gonna be back here, same time, same place. We're gonna be discussing um, the Courtney and uh, Travis Barker um, engagement. It's a good thing, but you know I'm always here for it. Um, it's a great thing. I want to talk about passion for living specifically. How and I didn't remember this, but I saw in the comments somewhere someone saying like, "Wow, we got to check on Scott because he proposed to her like a million times and she's always said no." And then she gets with this Travis Barker guy, and now she's with it. And I think that's a great lit auntie principle that we need to dig further on. Like no need to settle. Our girl Courtney never settled and um, she went through rough times. Sure. But settling wasn't one of them. So we're going to talk more about that. But in the meantime, in between time, while I end this room, you guys make sure you stay lit. Love you guys. Thank you so much. So, 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 so much for coming out. See y'all next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.